0: Back for another of our occasional podcasts here at film yap i'm of course enjoined joined by uh fellow yappers alec toombs and bob bloom good to have you gentlemen Thank thanks you. chris so with uh the presumably final indiana jones movie indiana jones and the dial of destiny coming out this friday as we record this uh, we thought we'd take a little moment and just talk about, you know, the cultural cinematic importance of the franchise, of the character, the actor, the movies, um, just everything. Um, so kind we'll just talk about that. Uh, we're not going to focus too much on the new movie just because um, most people listening to this will have not seen it as yet. Bob and I have seen it. We actually saw it a couple weeks ago. Um, Alec has not yet. Uh, and of course we do not want to be, Spoilery, although I guess we should talk about it just to the extent of early reviews I'm seeing out. I'm coming out are not terribly kind. Uh, again, Bob, without spoiling anything, just kind of give me a reaction. What's your take on the movie?
1: Okay, without spoiling anything, my reaction is that the movie is built, hopefully, its hope on the goodwill and nostalgia of people who have seen. The first four movies and their their love of Harrison Ford or their affection for Harrison Ford and their love of the her, heroic character of Indiana Jones.
0: Yeah. So basically,
1: maybe, that's it.
0: So it sounds like maybe like sort of a fan servicing, a lot of nostalgia. If you've liked the others, come on back for another go round. Right. Yeah. I think I'm liking it more than most other critics so far. Um, I would say I think it's the weakest of the five movies, but I still enjoyed it quite a bit. Uh, I should put in, uh, and maybe this could be the 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 jumping point to the next part of our discussion, is my uh, favorites of the series of the franchise are not most others people's. Um, I actually would put uh, 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 Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom as by far my favorite. Um, I actually like uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull more than most people. I did a whole reeling backward column defending it. Um, I actually would put that above um, uh, Last Crusade. So my ranking of, of the films would be Temple of Doom, Raiders of the Lost Ark, um, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, Last Crusade, and then uh, Dial of Destiny as the last one. Um, with, again, the proviso. I like and on some level love all of the films, so I'm not knocking them. Uh, but Alec, why don't I toss it to you? Uh, w- w- what is your take on, you know, not just your ranking of the films, but also maybe, you know, where you think they they sit as a cultural and cinematic phenomenon?
2: Um, not having seen the newest one, I would rank them uh, one, three, uh, two, four. Probably. Uh, I like all of them. Um, I think Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is an underrated movie. It does have its issues. But uh, yeah, uh, the Indiana Jones franchise is something I, I grew up with. There was a television program that was on TV when I was a kid. Young Indiana Jones Chronicles uh, showed them as a young boy and as a young man. Um, I was a big fan of that show. A lot of great uh, talents got their start on that show. Frank Darabont wrote for the show. I think directed some episodes. Um, One of the earliest memories I have of a movie is from Raiders of the Lost Ark with all the Nazis' faces melting, and that's always stuck with me. Uh, Spielberg is one of my favorite filmmakers. So, yeah, I think the the franchise has made uh, quite the connection with me and with uh, audiences as a whole.
0: Yeah. Bob, I'll toss it to you in just a second. I will say, though, it's notable is it's the one franchise that Harrison Ford has been involved in where he has not seemed like in a hurry to kill off the character or otherwise be done with it. Uh, Of course, uh, and again, we're not spoiling anything about what happens in Dial of Destiny, but, um, you know, uh, killed off Han Solo, killed off his character Deckard in uh, the Blade Runner movies, uh, as, you know, at various... Cons and, you know, interactions with fans joked about wanting to kill off all of his iconic characters. And uh, uh, Dr. Henry Jones Jr. has been the one character that he's repeatedly brought up. I love this character. I will keep playing him until uh, I die or he dies. Um, So that's an interesting part of the phenomenon is that Harrison Ford has been enthusiastic about coming back to this character, even though it's been, you know, huge time slips. Of course, we had the first film in eighty. One or 82, 81. 81, 83 years later, 84, uh, I believe 89 for Last Crusade. And then this big, you know, to 2009, um, 2008, or, I believe, 2008. Because there's a 19 year gap between movies and then now 14 year gap with this movie. So, Bob, um, where where are you? You can go ahead and give your rankings of the films if you'd like. But then also talk about where you think these things fit in the cinematic uh, universe
1: okay. Raiders of the Lost Ark is my favorite. Uh, Last Crusade is second. Uh, it's a toss up on number three between Temple of Doom and Uh, Dial of Destiny, but I'm gonna go with Temple of Doom. Uh, Dial of Destiny is four, and Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is last simply because of the atomic bomb and. Indy escaping in a refrigerator. It's a to me that's a jump the shark moment.
0: Yeah, it's funny. I'm I, mean, I won't get in a whole beef about Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, but my take on that uh has it, always been like that. You know, like the nuke the fridge moment is the one that people, you know, it's just the 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 leap that people couldn't make, which you know to me the whole idea was supposed to be humorous and over the top and ridiculous, you know, and it's like the people who can't accept that uh, we're okay with, you know, uh, you know, the, the arc of the covenant killing Nazis. Uh, they were okay with, you know, a shaman reaching to a guy's chest, pulling on his beating heart and somehow they he still lives and all the other, you know, fantastic leaps of fantasy that are in these movies, whatever. Uh,
1: yeah. But, but, you know, you is know the pro- Nazis is an extra point for me on any movie.
0: Yeah. But yours is the prevalent opinion, so uh, I'm fine with that. Um, Something I'm interested in you know very much is the the timeline of the Indiana Jones movies, which, unlike you know, other fantasy fantasy, science fiction things, you know, they tend to be very vague about you know, the passage of time and you know, who, this, that, you know, and all the sewing up all the 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 threads of logic. One thing I've loved about the Indiana Jones franchise, the movies it, they're very specific about when things take place when things happen uh where dr jones is in his life um alec i love that you brought up the the young indiana jones chronicle the tv show which probably a lot of people don't really remember um but was you know really i think a, a important part of the franchise um you know uh uh introducing him, you know, as a child and then kind of like as a teenager and young man. Um, also, you know, very firmly established, you know, like like Dr. Jones's birth year. He was born in 1899. Easy to remember is my grandfather was also born that year. And the show kind of had like a little bit of a zealic, uh appeal to it. And it was like him meeting lots of favorite people, Teddy Roosevelt and so forth, and having adventures with them. But, you know, this very thing, like we, know, like we, we always know how old Dr. Jones is. It's none of this, like, like how old is Han Solo, you know, in the last movie when he's killed? I do uh, just an idea. But like this, all these movies, we know what year they're taking place. So in the first two movies, um, he's in his late 30s, um, uh, a little bit older in Last Crusade, uh, uh, King of the Crystal Skull. He's in his late 50s. And, you know, uh, and, and in this movie, Dial of Destiny, he's about 70, 71 years old. And I, I, for me, as someone who's been accused correctly of being too much of a literalist when I as, as I approach movies, I like having that all established there. We know where everything is, where everything fits. And I think the the young Indiana Jones Chronicles kind of helped establish that. Alex, thoughts?
2: Um, Yeah, I was just a, a big fan of the show as a kid. I was thinking of this just now. Um, we were talking about the cultural impact of the Indiana Jones franchise. I think. Uh, Temple of Doom is the reason we have the PG thirteen rating, if I'm not mistaken. Prior to that, I mean, that movie definitely should have been R rated. You're seeing like people get their their heart ripped out and the monkey brains and all this stuff. It's a pretty hardcore movie made for children, which they don't really do much anymore. I was a fan of. We wouldn't have a PG thirteen without Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom.
0: Yeah. Um, it is interesting, though, that like getting back to what Bob said about the serials, you know, it is it, it's very much hearkening back to something old, but also doing do something new. And I think, you know, as Steven Spielberg and George Lucas, you know, their perspectives changed as they got older, um, you know, what they wanted out of the, the Indiana Jones series, I think, also changed, you know, the first. Few movies you know very much was sort of recreating nostalgia for them you know like those 1930s serials that they grew up on as kids the 30s and 40s you know i think one of the big disconnects with kingdom of the crystal skull was it was very much you know like like let's do a science fiction indiana jones movie um and i think bob you're also right you know in, in that this one is you know they're now older i think in their 70s Um right. I think they're very much craving a sense of nostalgia and closure um in their own lives and their own filmmakers. We should mention, of course, this is the will stand as the one Steven Spielberg movie that was not directed by the uh, 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 Indiana Joseph movie that was not directed by Steven Spielberg. Uh I'm was it James Mangold is the director of James, this? James yeah. Mangold. Yeah. Mangold, yeah, thank you. And that's an interesting, you know, decision. Um I asked Bob this during our
2: our, our recess. Uh, Did the movie, the new one, feel more to you like a Spielberg movie or like a Mangold movie? I think it was a combination
1: of both. There were some Spielberg The first part felt like Spielberg. The rest of it did not. The only thing that felt Spielbergian about it is John Williams' score. That kept harking back to Spielberg. Yeah,
0: and I believe we do. Have, this this is going to be John Williams' last film score. He said so himself. Is that correct?
1: I didn't read that any place. If it is, I'm sorry to hear it. I love his music.
0: Yeah, interesting. You know how those the, the filmmaker composer and this franchise have gone along, and that music is just so iconic. I remember there was something talking about like he had two kind of basic ideas for the the score, and you know Spielberg said do both of them. Because uh, I like both of them, um, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, maybe where do you think um, the Indiana Jones franchise stands compared to other big franchises in film, like um, you know, like the, the the Lord of the Rings movies, the Star Wars movies, the Harry Potter movies? Um, I'm not sure if you can call the MCO a franchise because that's sort of like you know, if it is, it's a very sprawling franchise, but. Like where Bob, where do you think it stands in terms of like its importance, its quality?
1: Culturally, I think it's it ranks at the near the very top, if not at the top, for many reasons. Number one, uh, like I said, it it created a interest in people for people who had never seen serials of the 30s and 40s you know, into maybe checking them out. Uh, I know that uh, after the movie came out, there were some uh, TV stations uh, that started showing serials uh, once in a while. I mean, turn to classic movies, which is God knows what's going to be happening to them. uh, You know, shows a a serial chapter on Saturday morning. Even though they're showing crappy serials, uh, <clears throat> but you know, and plus, it, it's the longevity of it. I mean, when you think about it, the Lord of the Rings movies took place what over a ten-year period.
0: You mean the 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 within the story? How long? Yeah. No, I mean the movies themselves. No, it was they, three three years: uh, two thousand one, two thousand
1: two, two thousand three. Was it three years of one? Yeah. I thought yeah. they were a couple of years apart.
0: Bing bang boom.
1: Okay. Well, you know, that's the longevity of I mean, the only thing that's comparable are the James Bond movies. Yeah. I would say. And you know, they're they're even older than the Indiana Jones movie. The difference is, you know, they keep changing actors.
0: Yeah.
1: And you know, you got Harrison Ford sticking with this from beginning to end, which is Sort of unique,
0: yeah, it well, is. Uh, Although we have seen a, a large, changing cast of characters in the movies, it seems like, of course, like every movie, he's got like a new sidekick, um, and now in the last couple of movies, we've we've seen where he's like now he has like older sidekicks who supposedly have been with him for years, but of course, we're seeing them for the first time, right? You, know you had something?
2: There's wasn't there talk? At, life wasn't there talk at some point of. Uh, revamping the franchise with a younger actor playing yeah. jones i know this would you guys first... be receptive to that at all or is that a complete turn off
0: yeah well maybe that's a, a good place to end on cuz i do remember there was some chatter 6 7 years ago when they were you know they hadn't yet launched the idea of a, a fifth movie i think chris pratt was an name that came up um and i think it's it some would point...
2: probably be one of those
0: chrises yeah i I, I would the...
2: probably vote for pine myself but
0: yeah uh, my take on it is I don't want to see another other Indiana Jones movies with another. I mean, they did it with Han Solo, and I was okay with that. Um, but, you know, again, that's taking the character back to the beginnings Here, because chronologically, between the movies and the shows, we literally have seen Henry Jones Jr. from at every age, from about like sure. 10 through 70, and even older. You know, we had the host, Old Indy, who was the host of the TV show, but I like the joke that actor is actually now way younger than Harrison Ford is in, in the fifth movie. Uh, you know, so we've literally seen Dr. Jones from boy to very old man. And so trying to kind of like, re, you know, recon, reconfigure it and say like, Oh, well, here he is at like 27. I don't, I don't want to see that. I mean, no, wow,
1: he's too identified. Harrison Ford is too identified with the, with the role, you know, it's like, uh, a bad analogy would be uh when uh Sean Connery left Bond you know uh, the first you know the the poor uh, George Lazenby you know uh got uh pummeled simply because he wasn't uh Sean Connery even though on Her Majesty's Secret Service it is not a bad Bond movie, but nobody likes him because he took over for Sean Connery.
0: I think yeah. people like
1: it in spite of him. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. I'll do very quick aside, but just, I'll just say, you know, for, as your uh, nuke the fridge moment, mine was in the opening minutes of that film where like, I can't remember it was his girlfriend or his wife dies and he's like sobbing and i was just like i'm 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 sorry you know james bond is not a bitch you know he is not a guy to to weep and cry and and do that kind of stuff i mean we got to see obviously some feelsy stuff in daniel craig's you know denouma of the character but the right way i think so that that was my take on that he's but... also
2: a much better actor than Lazenby. b
1: yeah. yeah yeah well that was Lazenby's b's first movie and, you know right. he was a model before yeah. he became a bond
0: uh kind of turn to the cultural side again as we wrap things up um you know i think you can also speak to the indiana jones having a much more profound impact on our culture um apart from the movies compared to some of these other things just because it was not it, it was a, a somewhat fantastical set, setting but still grounded in history you know sort of fanciful reinterpretations of history but some you you see things see things even then and now, we're like fashion. I mean, I remember like like the hats and the, you know, I mean, like literally, you know, leather leather type jackets like that became all the rage in the eighties and nineties. You know, Bull Durham, Bull, you know, w- would not be wearing a leather jacket were not for Indiana Jones. Um, you know, and of course, the hats and the the, the looks, uh, and in a lot of other ways, just sort of this adherence to, you know, uh, Greatest Generation manhood. I think that w- that was something that was sort of you know celebrated there that maybe even sort of become a thing for derision. Um, hey, I had a whip.
1: The uh, One of the – I forgot after which movie it was or before the release of one of the movies. They sent out a thing of gifts and uh, like a little press kit, and there was a whip in one of them. I kept that around the newsroom for a few years until I wore it out.
0: That's great. That's great. I love that. That's that is that was probably like the best piece of movie swag ever received. Uh, yeah, Alec. Well, why don't we throw to you uh, to to wrap things up? You know, as someone who's you know younger than 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 Bob and I, and you know, kind of like you say, as you say, more kind of grew up with the movies. Uh, I, I guess I did too. I guess I was twelve when the first one came out, or twelve or thirteen, depending on when it came babies. out. Yeah. You,
2: you can certainly see its influence, though. Like, uh, without Indiana Jones, there wouldn't be those Brendan Fraser mummy movies. There wouldn't be National Treasure. There wouldn't be... Uh, I mean, Uncharted was a video game and a movie, which is pretty much entirely aping Indiana Jones. Its uh, cultural impact is wide, and uh, a
0: lot of these things have been popular also. Yeah. Well, I think that's the, the, the case, too. That's probably why we've loved these movies so much, uh, at least for me. I mean, even when... You know, I felt like uh, there were times where it didn't live up to its full potential. I mean, even all in life, you know, there's, there's flaws in all the movies. Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, Dial of Destiny, certainly. But, you know, I never got tired of this character, um, just as Harrison Ford never did. Um, and I think that's why I even though some people I think critics are quibbling about the movie, I think audiences are going to come out for it. Um, Bob, why don't you take us out with, you know, any sort of anecdote or memory or favorite thing from any of the Indiana Jones franchise that you, you will cherish. Okay.
1: My favorite thing from an Indiana is Raiders of the Lost Ark. And, you know, sorry to sound repetitious, but one of the things I love about old, the old movie serials are the stunts and the stuntmen. My favorite stunt is uh, by Yakima Knut, the fate famous stuntman who directed the uh, chariot race and, you know, Ben-Hur, you know, the the sound one. Uh, one of his greatest stunts, and he did this in a couple of movies, was, you know, he'd go under the horses in the stagecoach, go under and then pull himself up. And when uh, the stuntman, I think it was Terry Leonard, for Harrison Ford did that in Raiders of the Lost Ark. I just, I just had this big smile on my face and going, okay, these guys love Republic Cereals. And that, to me, I was hooked right then and there.
0: Right. All right, guys. Well, a lot of memories, a lot of things to cherish. And I will cherish you guys for joining me on this podcast and being part of the Film Yap family. Uh, we so much enjoyed doing these three guys. And hopefully you're enjoying listening and watching, Tim. So thanks, everyone. And uh, we'll see you, Dr. Jones. Night. Bye.